Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Good morning, Perry. How are you? You know, Shannon, I'm doing great. It's been a lovely day. I deep cleaned my kitchen because of a fly infestation um, because I live next to an apple orchard. Isn't that fun? Yum. (laughs) Yeah. And then I had dinner at my friend's house and uh, and now I'm here. So how's your morning going? Good. Um, I'm currently, actually, before you shot me a message saying it's time to go, I started working on a paper because I have some really interesting news. I only have three more classes left before I'm done with my bachelor's, which I actually got that news from my counselor because I shot him an email going, hey, like, where am I at on this? Like, how many more classes? What are my classes looking like? Just to kind of get a feel for the rest of the year. He's like, you're basically there, dude. You should apply for graduation. (laughs) And I'm like, oops. And I know something we had talked about. I think it was our last episode. Yeah, it was. You were like, yeah, I'm like one or two or three semesters away. I don't know. I won't look at it. So that's 100% what it exciting. was. Yeah. yeah. And so you'll be done in December, yeah? Yeah. I'll be officially oh done gosh. in December. Um, I'm excited to finish my bachelor's. But now I have scared myself by going, okay, well, um, you need to find a master's program like yesterday. It's so, a it's a process. It You're is. gonna get letters of recommendation and apply yes. and blah, blah, blah. well, I yeah. I made a list because the last time I started looking through master's programs, I just basically shot out a bunch of emails like, "Hi, can I talk to you for more information?" And I kind of forgot who I've already messaged because I'm I have a memory of a goldfish some days. Yeah. So I this time you'd be very proud. I made an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, I am proud of. Everyone I've talked to, what days I send information, like inquiries, oh my God. are they certified? Because there's a certain certification you need for for social work, because that's what I think I'm going to go for mm-hmm. my master's now, social work. And right. I just basically am like, I just have like multiple categories. If it doesn't check, I'm going to highlight it, basically highlighting it out like, oh, can't do this one because I can't do it overseas because we don't know where mm-hmm. we're going next and we won't know right. for several more months, but I don't want to wait Several more months. Yes. Because I don't want to fall that weird in-between time of – because I feel like if I take too much time off, I'm going to forget and then I'm not going to get back into my schooling and then next thing I know, I'm – yeah. I don't know. I went back after, what, two years? A year and a half. I waited a year and a half between my bachelor's and my starting my master's and my brain was bored. See, that's where I, I rather – I like, this is in a perfect world, which we all know is never, never my plan. We don't live in a perfect world. No. no. Yeah. So I'm hoping I can get into a master's program starting spring, maybe summer, get at least one or two classes done before we PCS, take off possibly the fall, depending on where we're PCSing and how rough PCSing goes. I, yeah, <laughs> And exactly. then go. Because so. my master's degree started when I was in TLF. Yeah down south and i was like this is not ideal <laughs> well but uh i survived and if if i can do it you can do it like yeah. you're a smart lady you got Ooh, this that's a lie but thanks i'll take yeah. it you're welcome i'll take the i'm just trying to build you up my dude someone has to <laughs> someone has to because i'm not <laughs> oh my god it's interesting one of the classes i'm taking is like a wellness class and you would think, well, oh, okay, so it's like, you know, good things, good things about you, you know, balance and mental health, balancement stuff. That's why I figured it was. Mm-hmm. It's not fully that. 
you know, per usual, you take a class thing, it's one thing, it's not. And I have mm-hmm. to pick a topic to basically write about it, but I have to look at it through, like, educational lenses, which I've heard of but never really played with before. Yeah. And you know how, like, trying to find a topic for a paper is, like, you have, like, the same five you can always pick from where you're, like, yeah. I don't do anything boring. So I picked – I'm hoping to do this. I It hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm working on this one where it's basically the modern-day hermit. Oh. Yes. So I'm talking okay. about people that, that basically – sounds interesting. Yes. I'll probably – I might talk about it more in future episodes if this is actually okay. – I end up growing with it because I'm literally yeah. working on milestone one to submit. And if the professor yeah. goes, cool, sounds good, have fun. Yeah. You know, have fun writing a 20-page paper on people who have withdrawn completely from society. I think it would be interesting, like, especially with, you know, how much more, like, introverted and hermony people have been yeah. the last year. It's so, a big issue yeah, in Japan. That That's actually why I'm looking into it, because I heard about it from something else, and I was like, what is that word? So I looked up, I'm like, oh, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, like, I guess that's, like, my fun housekeeping is, you know, I survived another year around the sun, so... um Yes. We are going to embark in 30s starting next year, which I'm not mentally prepared. So what about yourself, Perry? Uh, okay, housekeeping. Um, as far as foster babies go, I still have the blind one. Um, I was just telling Shannon that she has started this thing where she attacks your feet. I think it's because she is blind. She can hear feet. She knows where feet are. She never uses claws, but she nice. bites with her razor kitten teeth. Uh, so I've started locking her in the cabinets while I brush my teeth every morning. Um, You're a good foster parent I, I'm, right there. I'm not going to tell the rescue that I do that, but I mean, she's in there for like a minute and a half. Okay, she's fine. Uh, but yeah, there was actually um, a new litter of kittens. They did a uh, trap, what is it? Trap neuter release? Yeah. Trap spay release, whatever yeah. it was called, uh, for their mom, and they have the kittens, so um, one of them looks like a toasted marshmallow, and I really want it, but OMG. Will said no more cats until the blind kitten has been adopted. Oh my goodness, so. that's so exciting. <laughs> and then I have some real housekeeping, because I messed up on our last episode. When Shannon was talking about um, West Point Academy, she said that Ed and Lorraine Warren would go and visit, and I said, oh, I think I heard of them from M. Schultz on That's Why We Drink. That is a lie. I heard it from Lynn on Mr. Reticle, and the reason I got that uh, correction is because Lynn messaged me, and she said, no, you fool. I did this episode. <laughs> so I to apologize to Mr. Reticle. I was plagiarizing my research maybe i don't know I but anyway you just flipped your facts it's okay it happens I flipped my you're facts. human if you want to listen to an entire episode on lorraine warren um look up mr reticle they have a whole thing on it um which is why i even know what their names are so that's my i'll oops. actually have, i'm gonna have to listen to that because that's right at my bread and butter right there yeah and uh i clearly remember enough of it that i knew their names and i knew what they did yeah. <laughs> so it should be a pretty comprehensive list there Alrighty. so any yes. anything else you need to add into housekeeping no i think that's it yeah awesome that's all i have all right so um perry mm-hmm. since we're going to continue with the theme of all things spooky and supernatural or anything in i guess in that category yes, um ma'am. Like we've mentioned, there are other podcasts we like to listen to, like That's Why We Drank, That's Spooky. There's a lot mm-hmm. of other podcasts that even cover this topic. So our MMR yeah. this week is cryptids. Mm-hmm. Perry, what is a cryptid? A cryptid is a 
It's usually a being or an animal that is mostly a legend. Probably the most common in North America would be Bigfoot. It's something that I guess has never been trapped or is quantifiable, but there's been so many sightings or legends that they're pretty much taken to be sort of canon. By some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, canon. If not factual, sense? they're canon at least. Yeah. So, Perry, the real question this week is, do you believe in them? And if so, or even not even if so, what would you have to say has probably been your favorite to hear about? So as I've said before on this podcast, I'm a pretty skeptic person. Um, so I don't know if I can believe in them or not. I feel like I don't know enough about anything to say they don't exist. But also, I'm not keeping my eyes peeled for them, if that makes sense. Um, and this is an interesting question because I wasn't sure if I even had one at first. But I then remembered that the Windigo exists, and that is that by one's really far interesting. My favorite. And for anybody that doesn't know what a Windigo is, it is a it's Native American right lore. I believe from what I remember, because I've heard a few different um, podcasts on it, is mm-hmm. that I've heard of it in North America, and I've also heard about it probably below that border in Central so America. Forth. Yeah, but we'll just the Americas. The Americas. It's a creature in America that eats children. Um, and it is so thin that if it turns sideways, you can't see it. I read online that there was a person named Basil H. Johnston. Uh, he's a scholar in Ontario, and this is how he described the Wendigo. Um, the Wendigo is gaunt to the point of emaciation, its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion is the ash gray of death. Its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton, recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean, and the suffering from separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. I also believe you have to... If you invite it into your house, that's bad. Well, yeah. And you have to feed. There was a story of one woman that had a Wendigo in her house, and she was very poor, and she had her dinner all laid out for her whole family. And what she ended up doing to save her family, to save them from the Wendigo eating them, and she just kept serving the Wendigo all of the meal until it was full, and it ended up leaving. Got it. So Um, not the children, just just the food. And not the children. Yeah, the food. Good mom. It's also kind of a, you know, a nighttime story that your parents will say, you know, you need to be home before dark and the Wendigo is going to get you, or you need to behave, or I'm going to let the Wendigo eat you. Um, Or the chupacabra. Yeah, yeah, it's ones. yeah, it's yeah. like a chupacabra, basically. Yeah, so that's my favorite uh, cryptid. And what about you? Oh my gosh, I feel like it's probably an obvious. I love Mothman. I don't know Mothman's why, great. how I got roped into the love I have for that mystical creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've slowly, I've gone on Etsy because I love Etsy, and I mm-hmm. just like deep dive into these weird holes, and I'm like, oh, cool, I have Mothman um pajamas now. I have a yes. adorable little a headband. Mothman. I do have a headband. I saw that today when I was yeah. opening one of your Snapchats. I was like, mm, she's wearing yeah. a Mothman headband. Look I, at that. I have so many weird, spooky, cryptid stuff now. And a lot of mm-hmm. it has to come from a lot of the other podcasts I listen to that talk about all these. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about the Mothman stuff. I'm just like roped in. I'm like, do you know what? If he does exist, he or she, we should not assume gender. Maybe it doesn't even have one. I don't know. It might well, just be It is a binary. moth man. 
But, like, can you really confirm it's a dude? Non-binary Mothman. Have you asked Mothman what his gender is, Barry? You know, I haven't. I haven't asked Mothman. If I ever see him, I will say, <laughs> let's set the record straight. What do you identify as? And exactly. We'll just go from there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I think it's just one of those cryptids I've always enjoyed like hearing more about, all the interesting stories you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't lived stateside in forever. So personally, I think once we're more stateside, I want to kind of do way more, I don't want to say investive work, but like find where these stories come from and actually try to visit the locations like my husband and i went to um where sleepy hollow you know about that story right oh oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's yeah we went to the town known as Terrytown in new york it's actually right over the border Mm -hmm. from connecticut and we went there for a day before we flew here and it was so much fun so (laughs) that's just a little tidbit of me being crazy so that's awesome yes Perry, mm-hmm. this week. How did, did you week. Re- did you recover well from last week? Uh, not last week's, but a uh, previous week's episode. The previous episode. Um, no, Shannon. And wait, I didn't even put this. This should be in housekeeping. This stupid episode. Uh, I, so will, I figured I'd bring it up. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up, Shannon. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. I bring will up. insert a clip of that inside of this episode and i've noticed you really only let me back up okay while i was editing the haunted base episodes um there was a sound that um could be anything but mostly sounded like a man going (sighs) okay um now the thing with when you're editing a podcast is Shannon has her own audio and there's a little up and downy voice, like a think about like an EKG situation of, you know, if she's loud, it's big. And if she's quiet, it's small. Okay. Um, it was on my side, which I hate. So this big man breath was on my side of the audio, but there was no indication that the gasp slash inhale, exhale even existed. There was no up and down. There was no sign of it at all. I actually had to remove my entire piece of audio. I had to cut out my audio at that point because there was no way for me to remove the audio. Um, So I'm going to insert it right here just to see if you guys can hear it. So go ahead and listen. This is last week's. Um, This is better if you have two headphones in your ears. So give it a listen. Boys are wanting to use them. Remind me. All right, guys. I hope you heard it too. Uh, when I was editing this podcast late at night, I was unhappy. You can ask Shannon. I sent her like six messages. I was like, you did this. My house isn't haunted. You brought this into my life. Um, Just so I did not recover. Reason 101 why you love me because I bring spooky into your life and you hate me for it. <laughs> It's in our podcast, Shannon. Our podcast is haunted. Do you know how afraid I am to edit this now? Because what am I going to hear next? As long as he doesn't speak to you, you're fine. Just don't just don't break out a Ouija board and you're fine. And we were talking about black-eyed children. That was, that was all you, though. That was 100% you who brought up black-eyed children. I did mm-hmm. not. Because... Like mm-hmm. like like I've said, I'm I'm skeptical, but I am a believer in most things supernatural to some extent. And that is one thing I will never, ever want to touch on, poke at, 
and no it okay hard pass on that whole topic so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i guess um keeping on the nice happy <laughs> topic of all things spooky yeah. we've had actually quite a few listeners send in some really awesome stories and i just want to put this disclaimer out there if you did send us stories and they are not in this episode hang tight we are going to do a second listener spooky stories slash ghost stories later in the month technically later October. in the season, season? Let's, yeah, say season. season. let's say yeah later in the season so if you did not hear your story don't be upset i promise it is it will be included most likely in the follow-up episode so and if you actually have any fun stories let us know and um if anyone heard that little <sighs> inhale let us know just I'm you so know happy about it I think you're just unhappy about a lot of things, Fairy. <laughs> yeah. Also, all of these. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just start. You're gonna start on our very first listener uh, submission. This one is uh, asked to be anonymous. All right, so, we respect that. Yeah, and some of these are on bases, and some of these are not on bases. That's I don't okay. think all of our listeners are military affiliated, but we don't. We're on base. Like you don't always live on base to have these stories. True. So Perry, kick it off. Yes. Okay. So this one is called Lost Time by Anonymous. To set the scene, I used to work as an intern in a small office. It was crunch time. We all had audits, unhappy customers, and a mountain of paperwork that never seemed to get any smaller at the end of the day. Day six straight, I had felt off all day. My stress level led to waking dreams, sleepwalking and talking, and all-around insomnia. Coincidence or not, I kept waking up at the witching hour and rarely returning to sleep. One part of my job as an intern is physically putting together annual reports and getting the big boss, quotations, to sign off on them. Just as I've been doing all week, I gathered all the most recent reports, consolidated them into one packet, printed out a sign-off sheet, and placed it into the revolving door of my big boss's inbox. Now here's where the spooky part happened. I had just returned from my desk while dropping off the latest report packet for approval, staring at my computer, feeling exhausted and a little hopeless, not working on anything in particular. I look up and the big boss is leaning over my desk, red-faced. I already did this one. I don't have time to be redoing my work. Get yourself together. I didn't even have a chance to say anything before she dropped the signed sheet onto my desk and hurried away. I looked out the form. It was signed. Everything was in order. But it was what it was resting on top of is what freaked me out. It was the file I left on her desk, what I thought was just seconds before. Signed document already inside. I looked at the clock. More than 30 minutes had passed since I had dropped the file off, and I had no memory of it. I was completely missing 30 minutes of my life. I was able to piece together that I had dropped off the file, come back to my computer, reprinted everything in the utility room, and left a new copy on her desk. But what I did the other 25 minutes, to this day, I have no idea. Ooh. Missing time. time. Yeah, that's that's always a really interesting one, because, like... It's hard to tell. Is it just because you know how um you go on like autopilot? Yeah, like when you're driving, and you're yes. like, how did I get here? Exactly. Yeah. So like that could be a case of that, or mm-hmm. it could be a case of just missing time. You know, disassociation. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I know some people that have bipolar disorder that also presents as they like wake up or multiple personality disorder as well. You just kind of like wake up all of a sudden like what just happened? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's hard to 
like take it apart and break it down yeah. besides just like that's it that's that's an intriguing tale so whoever sent that in yeah. thank thank you for adding a little bit of a creepy creepiness to kick off our episode the next one we have in is actually a friend of the podcast we've actually had her on here before taylor so i end up asking her because she's here in japan with me and you know like we've said previously like um this area kind of can be a little uh I don't want to say sketchy, Ghosty? but a little little <laughs> active at times. Active, yeah. Yeah, a little active. And it was interesting because I was like, I'm like, I know you got tails, girl. Share. Spill the tea. And when I asked her, she goes, oh, oh, I got a story for you. So with her, she ended up sending me a bunch of voice clips. So I'm just going to kind of take my breakdown from it. Okay. So because I don't want to. Summary. Exactly. So this is a nice yeah. little summary that she, uh, from from what she gave me. So she has a friend that's on base that's actually in the same like neighborhood housing development that she's in. Same cut of the building and everything. And this friend bought LED lights, same ones that she has. She has them set up in some of her windows. And where the way the LED lights are is you can, you know, you've had them before, Perry. They change you can change whatever color you want to, mm-hmm. different patterns, different flashing, and so forth. So this is where the creepiness comes in, because I guess said friend shot her a message going, hey. Do your lights do this? Do they randomly flicker or change colors on you? And she's like, yeah, no, they don't. And she goes, well, can you come over and check it out? Because basically, because we've all done it. Hey, am I crazy moment? So she heads over there, checks it out, and she noticed that the lights are not, they're, you know, they're kind of acting up. So one of the reasons why I'm kind of giving a summary on this, opposed to just using her clips, is because... She also included videos, which I'm going to forward to you later, Perry. Okay. Of her asking, first asking, is there someone in the house that wants to basically mm-hmm. interact with them? And the lights change. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. Next video clip she sends me. Going, all right, change them again. Change them again. Like, within seconds, changes it again. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like the flashlight test on ghost hunters. Exactly. So, and like we said in a previous episode, for some reason, ghosts are attracted to, or supernatural is attracted to electronics and electricity, and it's almost like a way for them to pull energy. So, she ended up sending, I believe, a third clip of the same situation again. So, you know, I don't, be- like, personally, don't think it's a fluke from from the product, just the way it was presented to me. And she said that the same person has also reported other really weird supernatural moments. And apparently, from what she even said, is that she noticed that this entity or creature or being or ghost, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is more active when her husband is at work or was deployed. And one of the other tales that she said is that the same person, I guess, was sleeping up in her bed. And mind you, she has two large German shepherds, so big old boys, and then has a cat. And apparently, Mm -hmm. she felt like someone almost, like, punched her, hit her really hard in her back. And she got up, looked around, and thought it was her dogs, because she has two large dogs. No, the dogs were fast asleep, did not hit her in her back and wake her up. And I don't know if it was the same time, or possibly a different night or different time frame, that apparently her cat that was sleeping up on a bookshelf or chilling in a shelving area, because cats do that, um, was thrown 
off the bookshelf. Yeah. And from what Taylor said is that she doesn't... She did her best not to be in the house because she got that very eerie, heavy vibe that she felt uncomfortable with. And apparently she, you know, one thing that I've even done, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned last episode, is like, when you have these moments, I tend to sage. And I guess apparently she offered sage to the same person. Like, hey, man, do you want to yeah. sage your house and try to try to rid the, you know, um, energy you have in the house? And she doesn't know if she ever used it. She, you know, I believe this person probably has PCS by this point. But she's even said that, like, you know, other people in her neighborhood have reported other really weird moments and, like, things closing. So, you know, safe to say we might have more of Taylor's stories in the future. What do you think, Perry? I think so. I hope she continues to send them in. Oof. Yeah. Um, Is this something that, like, is more just recent since being here or did she say whether or not she's kind of been experiencing this this was just like this she said this is the most recent one she had interesting okay so i wonder if she's had other supernatural moments yeah for sure i'll have to we'll have to maybe get an update from her later I once heard that houses aren't haunted people are haunted that i was like i have heard that i have heard both i've heard that sometimes energy will linger in a location and i've also heard Mm -hmm. of sometimes people get followed by a particular spirit or energy so i've Mm -hmm. heard both ways i think it's just one of those things that we just cannot always explain and depending on like how big of a skeptic you are or even if you're someone you just think this whole topic is stupid you know like it'll i feel like it kind of also depends on what energy you also put out in the universe i think so too i think if you make yourself available things will find you as well. Almost definitely. Okay. This next um, story is actually another lost time story, which is funny how that worked out. So not really a ghosty, but um, it's called Hiking Through Time. This happened very recently. Me and my friend have always enjoyed hiking together. This summer, we traveled into Tennessee for some new hiking trails. It started out beautifully. We prepared for a fairly easy six-mile hike up to the peak. We set off in good spirits, nice sunny day, and with lots of fellow hikers around us. We liked to take our time, so it wasn't long before we were completely alone. After roughly a mile, we suddenly noticed that it was quiet. Completely quiet. Not just of loud sounds, but there wasn't the sound of any animal, no wind, insects, or even our own footsteps as we walked through the path. I turned to my friend and asked her if she noted the silence. As she was answering that she did, we both had to stop suddenly. Not two feet in front of us appeared a deer. It was staring at us, blocking our path, not phased at all by our presence. We had only realized later that this was our one and only sign that we should have turned back. As we successfully bypassed the deer, we ended up lost, although we never left the path. After four hours of hiking, we hadn't seen another person, but all of a sudden the silence was completely broken and we could hear voices and animals and wind again. We passed a couple hikers and asked them desperately how much longer till the summit, We should have been there by now. They said that we were nearly there. It was just around two more turns. 30 minutes later, we've stayed on the same path and we've continued to head upwards. No summit in sight. As the terrain began to flatten out a bit, we assumed we were approaching the summit. We passed another hiking group and asked them about the top. They looked at us like we were insane. We should have been there an hour ago. You tell us. We're headed up. You're the ones that have headed back down the mountain. 
We checked the time. It had been more than seven hours since we had started. We checked our watch that traced our hike. They showed our start as normal and then a straight line directly through the thick of all of the forest, not anywhere near the trail until we had met up with those other hikers. At that point, it picked it back up, but then showed another lost time where the watch completely stopped tracking us until it had reappeared us not even a mile away from the base of the mountain once again, where we currently were talking to the hikers. At this point, I had hit a full-blown panic attack and had to sit out for at least an hour. After I was able to get my breathing under control, me and my friend practically ran as she guided me down the last bit of the mountain. It didn't take us more than 15 minutes to get to the base. We still have no idea where we were for all seven of those hours. We never reached a peak, we never reached a summit, and we never left the trail. I thought that this was the end of the story. But after we got into the car, my friend turned her ashen face towards me and asked, you did see the white figures following us up the mountain, right? No, I replied, but I could hear them all, each one whispering near my ear, groaning for attention, and calling our names from the trees. They were cycling through any sounds that they could draw my attention away from the trail and towards them, but I did my best not to listen. We spent the rest of the car ride to our cabin in silence, both not wanting to think about the last eight hours and trying to get away from this place as quickly as possible. When we arrived back at our cabin, everything was just as we had left it the night before. Except, it wasn't. The night before was peaceful and warm. This night was racked with knocking on windows and our phones disappearing only to reappear perfectly atop a recently upturned pillow. After sleepless night for the two of us, we left first thing in the morning, taking the long road home as to avoid driving past that mountain again. Oh my god. That's... Yeah, that's... That's a lot. Like, that, I think, is even more terrifying than, like, the first time-lapse one. Because, like, Mm -hmm. that just seems really weird that even, like, technology malfunctioned and there's a lot of powers. MIA. It's like like that. They said that, like, it stopped, like, right at the deer. It's almost like they should have turned back. Like, that was the weird thing. And after that, and they bypassed it, it's almost like they went into, like, another dimension it sounds very very weird like i think what set up a red flag was the no noise yes like not even like can you imagine looking down walking through a trail which like is not like leaves necessarily but if you're walking through a hiking trail and you can't even hear your feet hitting the ground you know hard pass i've been like all right i don't know what dimension we're in but hard pass let's turn around let's ask that deer for direction <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no. like, oh, you know no, what no. maybe another day would be better oh no 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 that that really kind of that makes me uneasy and not many things make me uneasy oh yeah especially because they said it was like seven hours like i mean if they start at noon like they're losing the sun yeah. like what if they stop meeting pe- like you know what i mean like what yeah. if they, s- they couldn't get out yeah like, what if they couldn't get out Oh, I hate that. Have you ever heard of, this is sidebar, but have you ever heard of the stairs to nowhere? There's apparently a few hikers that have reported that they have gotten lost while hiking and they find a staircase. And they said it's very eerie and very bad and they do not go near it. And they can't find it again. No, never. Yeah. Don't do that. If anyone sees a staircase while they're hiking and it's not a... uh, projected normal in that area don't don't just just turn around just don't just, if you just don't stairwell in the woods don't 
Oh my but, god, that just oh my skin just curled. Nope, hard pass. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay. So um, I don't want to say this is going to get any better because we have another wonderful listener story. Yeah. It's from a listener, Amanda. It's called My Husband's Ghost Story. Years ago, my husband was working at the night shift doing security work at some remote locations in Montana. He happened to be off the clock at the moment, which means this tomfoolery happened during the broad daylight. The audacity. My husband often watches YouTube videos before going to sleep. This is probably very early in his nerdy investigations since he was still semi-vertical. Seriously, though, for someone who doesn't play D&D, he keeps up religiously with Critical Role. Who knows what his interest was at the time? So there he was, sitting in his room, on the bottom bunk, elbows on his knees, peering into his phone with his blackout curtains drawn, as it was still the early afternoon. This is when he noticed something strange. There was nobody in the room with him, yet he wasn't alone. Now, when he initially told me the story, I nearly peed all over his passenger seat in my excited horror, even though his delivery held all the enthusiasm of someone reading over the terms and conditions of their phone plan. He felt somebody to his left at the foot of the bed. He didn't bother to turn his head to look, but he did turn his eyes without giving away he saw something. There, a child stood. He estimates that this girl, judging by the outline, though she wasn't clearly defined, maybe eight or ten, and about four feet tall. He didn't feel threatened. He felt she was curious and was wondering about the device in his hands. She was like she hadn't seen a video or maybe even a phone before. He ignored her. Smart move. After all, selfish kids always want your electronics. Apparently even death doesn't change that. He continued watching his videos until she finally faded away. When I asked him how long this was, he just shrugged and said in his best Eeyore voice, I don't know. What difference does it make? This man, I tell you, too practical for his own good. When he felt she was gone, he looked at it to confirm. Yep gone. He then crawled into bed and continued watching videos until he fell asleep. Just another day on the job. I would have been sleeping with the lights on, but that's just me. Oh, by the way, he doesn't believe in ghosts, but doesn't have an explanation for what she was either. Oh my god. Oh my god. Middle of the day, by yourself, and there's a child watching you? No. What? No. What? No. No. No, 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 no. Like, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. What I have to say, like, when it comes to, like, ghost, ghostly things, I think some of the most creepiest things are ghost children. Yes. Like, I think so, too. There's going to be another breath in this podcast, Shannon. Stop talking about ghost children. You brought it up initially, so blame yourself. <laughs> All righty. So we have another one from another lovely listener. Um, I I would say friend of the podcast, Lynn. Friend of the podcast, yeah, yeah. You know, because she she has her own podcast. Uh, Mr. Reticle. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just didn't want to butcher that. <laughs> no, yeah, you got it right. It's like mystery <laughs> and theoretical, Mr. Reticle. I love it. Yeah. Yes. So she said podcast. Yeah, it's been on my extreme watch list or not watch list, but listen list because. I have a lot I'm slowly catching up on. I know. And I keep throwing more at you, too. Yeah, you do. It's because when I work, I don't have to talk to people. So, like, I listen to podcasts a lot. So, I'm like, oh, listen to this. I Actually, wish. there's another one. Scare you to sleep. You should add that to your list. Harry, you're killing me. I know. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Alrighty. So, here is Lynn's story. Back when I was on summer break from college, a friend and I were hanging out at my parents' house. At this point, my mother had already passed away only a year or two before my dad was working out of town. Keep in mind, I live in an old one-room schoolhouse in my town. It was built in 1861, 
So it's already well over 100 years old at this point. It's also for sale if anyone anyone wants to move there after after this. <laughs> I don't know if the story might be real hard. <laughs> this friend and I went on a walk down by a pond near our house, which is a normal practice. And this is in Maine. So like an idiot, I didn't lock the door to my house, which don't do that anyway, guys. I don't care how quaint and quiet your town is. Don't. <laughs> which I will say I've always locked my doors. We returned from our walk got into comfy clothes, made mac and cheese, and then started watching Ghost Adventures because it's hilarious. <laughs> it started to get dark out, and we were chilling in the living room. Almost every light in the house, including all the ones upstairs, were on because I hated turning them off when I was home alone since some of the switches were across the room from the door. All of a sudden, a big, loud footsteps upstairs, like someone wearing heavy boots. I hesitated but ended up pausing the show because I heard it again. My friend looked at me, dead, in the face and said, You heard that too, right? I know this sounds made up, but I swear I'm not embellishing it. We tried to play it cool, hit play, and just sitting there, like ducks. But neither of us were paying attention, we were just listening. I don't remember if we heard it again, but we were so uncomfortable that we had to pause the show, decided to go spend the night at her house instead. I was debating about going to get clothes for my room, but that was the room the footsteps were coming from. She said, screw it, you can borrow clothes, and we left. We left food on the stove, all of the upstairs lights were on, and it was a mess. Keep in mind, this is Maine. We live in the woods, you don't see neighbor ho neighbors' houses, just a church across the street that was only open on Sundays her car wasn't by the door, it was out front of the house. So we had to walk through the length of the house outside to get to it. While walking, I glanced up into the bedroom, which had all the lights on, and I swear to God, I saw a black figure standing in the window. I didn't have any critters or a coat rack or anything that could look similar to a person. We booked it to the car and drove all the way back. Her house was 40 minutes from mine on a windy, curvy, road without street lamps. Was it a person that, that broke into an unlocked door or an unfriendly ghost, which is what I felt like, or just a ghost of my mom who always had a heavy footed walk? I guess we'll never know. And my dad was pissed because if it was a person, we didn't call the cops or anything. And we were dumb if it was a ghost, although he thinks it was my mom. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. Well. I will say I have very I've had very similar experiences to stuff like that. Do you want to share? Um, I mean, I feel like I might as well. we have a few more listener stories, but we are going to have another episode. So let's save those for next yeah. time. And Perfect. Shannon, do you want to share one of your own ghost stories? Alrighty. So I have a couple. Like I said, I plan plan on sharing several through the course of the podcast. So like I said, I grew up in a haunted house. Very creepy. Actually, both houses I grew up in were haunted. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Funny. <laughs> so I think I'm going to touch on the house that my mom lives in now. The day we moved into the house, I remember it was myself, my stepfather, my mother, I think my step-siblings, and his girlfriend were in the house. And we were all like unloading the van because we didn't have a moving company because we were poor. So we moved all of our stuff ourselves. And I remember the way the house is, it's a standard cape. So you have 
your main floor, top floor, and then you have your basement. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was walking down the hallway, basement door to the left, and it was open. And I remember as I walked by the door, (laughs) I looked down just out of curiosity, the normal, oh, what's down there kind of look as you're walking by with a box in my hands. And I saw a full body male ghost standing at the bottom of the stairs, just standing there staring up at me. Oh, God, I hate it. And I walked past, and then I did a double take, and it wasn't there. And I remember them putting the box down wherever, I think I had to put it at the end of the hallway or one of the rooms. I don't remember, honestly, because it's been many years. I can't remember if I went to my stepbrother's girlfriend or my mom and asked if who was in the basement. And of course, everyone, I could do a head count everyone was up was upstairs in the main floor or outside of the van pulling boxes so no one was in the basement oh god i hate it so perry do you have any any last stories you want to at least close the episode with yeah i'm gonna close it with my strongest ghost story and i am going to say right now this is the situation that made me believe I do say I'm a skeptic, but I cannot have gone through this experience and not believe Something. in at least, you know, people that have passed reaching out to those mm-hmm. in the physical world. It was not just me that experienced this. Here's the story. When I was 13, I got a job at a farm stand. Um, it was started by a lovely couple and the owner, um, we called him Mr. Al, he is known to be a really great guy in the community, super generous, and he always had a corn cob pipe in his mouth, like always. He was constantly smoking his corn cob pipe. And for anyone that is not familiar with a corn cob pipe, it's literally a pipe, so it has that pipe smoke smell. It's a very distinct but smell. It's a literal corn cob <laughs> and it has this very sweet smell to it. Okay. And I mean there's other people that you do the same thing, but this guy you could smell him before you saw him. That was like always his thing. Like, oh, Mr. Yeah. Al's coming. So anyways, I'm probably like 15, maybe 16 when he passes away. Um, quite suddenly at home on the farm, it was a really big loss to his whole family. Probably a week after he passed, maybe right after his service, I am carrying boxes from one end to the store to the other end. And I have the stop talking about, oh, Mr. Al's coming. He's not coming. He died. And I realize it's because I can smell this corn cob smoke inside the store. And I'm like, okay. Well, maybe it's just, you know, maybe he left a corn cob somewhere. And I go about my day thinking that was weird, but whatever. And then my boss comes in and she looks really concerned. She goes, did you, did you smell that? And I said, yes. I thought I... I thought it was crazy. She's like, yeah. And then she called in other family members. It was like, come to this back room. Tell me what you smell. And all of them said, yes, I can smell it. Mr. Alice here. Wow. Okay. So that was day one. A few weeks go by. At this point, I kind of smelled it on and off. Not like day number one. They had a corn maze. That was like their baby. It was a huge ordeal. And the first day, opening day, the entire courtyard, all you could smell was corn cob pipe everywhere in the maze at the concession stand and admission in the pumpkin patch was just corn cob smoke wow and every single person that knew who he was and loved him said 
Mr. Al is here. Okay. This happened again. About a week later, his first grandchild was born. That day, all you could smell at the store was corncob pipe wow. smoke. And then about two years later, at this point, the the sightings or the smellings, yeah. I guess, have kind of calmed down. And it was, again, it was never a bad presence. It was a very comforting presence yeah. where, you know, you would feel like, oh, he's here with us and he wants us to know that he's proud of us. Yeah. And da, da, da. Two years later, we get broken into, okay? Somebody breaks in the front windows, gets into the store, robs the store. I mean, the till wasn't in there, but there was like change yeah. and other things to steal. I'm taking out a milk crate down the front by the patched window, and only in the windowsill itself, corncob pipe smoke. Wow. I call my boss. I said, hey, have you been near the window recently? She goes, yeah, I know. Dad is here. He's probably mad like, someone okay. broke into a store. <laughs> yeah, he's pissed. Yeah, and that was the last time I had ever smelled it. But I mean, it the the first year it was very common, and then it kind of went away, and then when the bad thing happened. So, I mean, I haven't worked there in yeah. eight years now or something like that, but I would be interested to see if that was still lingering. But I was like, I wouldn't I, be surprised. Like, there is no other explanation, you know? Like, nobody was smoking in a farm. He was the only one that would smoke in a farm. Yeah, yeah it just sounds like um, the association with the smell. Is very comforting, so at least you didn't feel uneasy, like, oh, God. It's like, oh, he's oh, here. Yeah. If I saw him, I would have peed and left. <laughs> but the smell was really comforting because it's it's you always knew, hey, I'm around. Yeah. You know, you would smell it and go, hey, Mr. Al's around. Wow. And it was just nice to have that, like, yeah, he's that's, around. So That's really interesting. It's I will definitely say it's that's a lot more comforting than some of the ones I've had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, like I say, like, I believe in them, but I've never had, like, a really – like directly negative ghost experience I, other than the haunted base. I definitely have had my handful I of both. Spend a lot of time I've there. had my handful of mm-hmm. good, bad, neutral, weird. <laughs> yeah. So so this even though this is coming to an end, at least for this episode, we still have our DMs open. So if you have yes. any really good stories, I don't want to say to top the ones we got, but if you got any, or if you go, oh wow, that made me think of this Please send it in. Mm-hmm. We will gladly share it anonymously. Or if you want to put your name, you can even say, you know, oh, this is from Beth. Whatever. doesn't matter if you're a frequent listener, first-time listener. We want you here. We want you to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. definitely share your experience. I love hearing about this. Um, Perry might have nightmares, but it's I will. Okay. It wouldn't it's be okay. good, a good, successful spooky season without at least one good nightmare, right? Yeah, absolutely. So... All right, guys. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. We hope to hear from you soon, and we will talk to you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening this week. If you want to get in touch with us, please don't hesitate to reach out on social media. We're at PS We Have Orders Podcast on Instagram. You can, of course, shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback or suggestions for an episode. If you want to get more involved, you can always join the Milso Muster community and you can chat with us or any other wonderful military spouse in our community. We love hearing back from you all. You're literally the reason we do this. If you can, please rate, review, and subscribe to PS Way of Orders wherever you listen to your podcast. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to tune in in two weeks for our next episode.